1: I want to talk to you all about the power of music, that thing that we talk about here on this podcast, and how sometimes, when you're not expecting it, it can affect you in very strange ways. Today, I, a very old man, had to go into a doctor's office, Sean Majors. Oh, yeah, this is a podcast called Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. Uh, we're going to talk about some songs later. We're going to talk about some songs right now, though. Shiny Majors, today, your old man friend... He had to roll into a doctor's office, seven fifteen in the a.m. Gross. To have cameras, put into both his major orifices. That's right, folks, mouth and anus. Right there, <laughs> going to meet in the middle. And I had hoped that at some point I would get the cameras meeting, and I would get a wacky infinity loop that looked like a 1990s rap video. You know, I hate That's it. What
2: I, I hate it for your pee hole that uh, it only it, that I the best it could do is bronze
1: medal at this point. Well, I'm fine with that. I don't want the P-Hole com- competing for anything better than bronze in this shitty, shitty game. <laughs> when cameras are involved. <laughs> so I had to wake up at three this morning to start drinking goop to really get a good clearance going in the old system here. Had to roll in, have this thing done. And as they're wheeling me into the operating theater, as we like to call it, they turned down the lights. They rigged me up with all sorts of gizmos and gadgets. Did you have a shower? One of the electrodes. Did you have a shower Go cap ahead. on? I did not have a shower okay. cap on, but I was wearing a very cool gown. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say this. Years and years in wrestling locker rooms have uniquely positioned me to have no embarrassment when it comes to getting dressed and undressed in front of people. Or being exposed in any way, because I can tell you the gown thing never even came into my mind. Oh yeah, I would I would have dressed in front of everybody in there. I don't like. Care. I get Whatever. it. Why
2: old men just fucking walk around gym locker rooms? I don't give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. The older I get, I do not. There's care.
1: nothing. There's nothing on this body worth remembering, like good or not bad. One damn thing. Like come on, yeah. Just it's just you know what this is. You know what it is. If I'm not getting arrested, but, fucking then let it go. But as I'm, uh, as I'm easing down into my anesthesia slumber, Shawnee, do you know what the last song I hear playing is? Don't fear you the. You do reaper. know because I just told you. But play the game with me.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, "Don't fear the reaper."
1: Would have been just as uh, just as relevant because it was Gloria Gaynor's "I Will Survive." <laughs> that is how I eased off, and I thought, well, this certainly is going to be a final destination moment but I popped up I woke up I woke up Shawnee and the first thing on my mind literally the first thought I had after they aroused me from my slumber was Donna Summer Bob Wills take me back to Tulsa And I promise, there's going to be a relevancy to this story, because guess what? As soon as I got in the car, I had my driver cut on Bob Wills' Take Me Back to Tulsa, and I realized the version on Spotify had changed a very racist lyric, and I was very upset because it's <laughs> the whole reason I was going to that song. When I heard little man picks the cotton, big man gets the money, yeah. boy, was I angry. Um, I have never heard of this song before, but <laughs> why Why
2: do you know what this song is? It's from 1941.
1: Because it's Bob Wills, my friend. And once you cross that old Red River House, all that Nashville stuff, mm-hmm. that don't mean a thing. Because once you're down in Texas, Bob Wills is still the king. Fair enough. Ha ha! Swing out, boys. Swing out. Bob Wills, king of western swing. Like, he really pioneered a sound. Bob Wills also didn't sing on any of his own songs. He was kind of like the Lawrence Welk of country music. You know, they uh,
2: they changed the original uh, racist lyric uh, only five years later,
1: which is very surprising. What was the original? Like, was it a D? Yeah, it's a D. It's a okay. Go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D cool. raised the. Clap. Yeah, I know the D. White man. I know the gets D one. I thought maybe. I thought maybe there was even an original original that was even more racist. <laughs> no. Which you know you
2: could read that original line in a way that is like, indicting.
1: Anyway, th- this isn't the song we're doing today. Anyway, go, go, go. <laughs> it's not. Has nothing to do with anything, except for. We are going to get into some darky songs today. <laughs> as in an effort to remain relevant with our times, um, this podcast of a, of a biracial man who identifies as black and the whitest person you know um, have decided that we're going to let the white dude pick the song because he's the one that loves hip hop. <laughs> Not this guy. This guy cut his teeth on rap music but somewhere around the late 90s he just basically tapped out um i still dabble in the genre i still will listen to things i listened to from my past i just spent way too much money at the reopened criminal records this weekend um happy father's day to me buying a couple records by diggable planets and also too short so i'm still i still listen to the things that i like oh, but then stuff really just pronounced diggable me. what that, that what i said
2: no, that's what I'm saying. I'm asking you. Yeah,
1: yeah, what did you think?
2: I always thought it was Digible.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't know my what? last
2: name is Majors and not Megers.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're, you also have a name that's pronounced wrong. I'm, a, uh, well, I'm, I'm get, always looking for that soft G, day. baby. <laughs> Speaking of soft Gs. Oh, come on. Low blow. <laughs> Low blow. <laughs> Our artist today, selected by Sean Majors, is who? Tell him, Shawnee. This is your time to shine, baby.
2: Um a one Dwayne Michael Carter Jr., aka Lil
1: Wayne. Oh, I've let this thing get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> um you No, know, I'm, I'm I'm being a little facetious. I didn't I certainly like the record that this came from. Yeah, it's a great record. I'm not I'm not deep into it, but Um, Wayne sits in a unique place for me because like he was the dividing line for where we started to talk about a new best rapper. Yeah. Like all the, all the best rappers of my past had gone away because now the, the younger kids were getting into a new best rapper. And that was a weird thing as a person who had listened to him long before they had heard him when, you know, he was still a 13 year old on the young hot boys records. Um, yeah. Which was very strange to hear everybody going crazy for this kid. Like, yeah, that's the kid from the Hot Boys, right? Yeah, sure, he's he's probably great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he's just just a just a clever lyricist. That's what a really
1: cunning th- linguist, as some would say. That's what,
2: <laughs> that's what really draws me into him. Um, I think the first time I ever heard a Lil Wayne song was "Bling Bling." Uh,
1: well, that's not a Lil Wayne song.
2: Whatever. What, 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 what song is it? That's a big timer song. Oh shit! Is Lil Wayne on that track? He
1: is on the track. Okay, thank God. That I... is he is a feature. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the first time I, like I saw him. Actually, Bling
1: Bling or... might be a Hot Boys song, so maybe I was okay. being a little a little too harsh on you. But it's okay. It's all Cash Money. Cash Money Records was the label he was on, and you know, as rap as rap crews were back then, any record was basically. A multi-person outfit project.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, but you know, it really took uh, our uh, our friendship, Matthew, to uh, um to really cement my my dear love for
1: just the cleverness of Lil Wayne's you writing. Really, you have really bitten off a lot to chew on this week, pal. Now that I'm looking at the lyrics to this song,
2: <laughs> oh, it's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> going to be very uncomfortable we're going to be substituting some words we're just going to use the the first letter of others um but uh, oddly enough this might be it's gonna it's gonna be hard uh there's so many words in this especially if you don't take into account the uh the bad words because there's basically a call and response (laughs) and this is gonna be bad this is gonna be unlistenable
1: I would like to point out, Sean Major selected this. This is not me tormenting my friend. Um, Because I don't know how this thing is going to turn out. We're going to tell the story now, because we might run out of steam toward the end of this one. We're going to tell the story now. Have we told the Y'all Too Crunk story on the air before? Mm, Yes. Okay, so just to cement this, the Y'all Too Crunk story that you know from Esipode's past, as we pulled into... (laughs) <laughs> that it, was faded when, gas it was when we
2: talked about delivering the uh, fe- federally owned computers <laughs> that's,
1: right. that's right as we pulled into that <laughs> faded gas station for Sean to buy some uh, Sasquatch themed jerky <laughs> um, I believe it was Swag Surf that we were listening mm-hmm. to as we pulled into the parking lot of which I know that clerk looked out the window and said uh uh-uh. uh y'all too crunk <laughs> <laughs>
2: No hoodies. Shiny, lay- no <laughs> nothing.
1: Nothing. No none of that.
2: <laughs> no shirt. No. This shoes, was in a no world service. when they
1: didn't sell wrap snacks yet. Oof. At least down south, they didn't sell them down south. God, that's like the only good thing that 2020 has to offer right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, really, I, I can tell you, as a man who didn't get to eat all of yesterday, mm-hmm. would have paid seventy five dollars for a bag of Migos Dabber Ranch wrap <laughs> snacks at <laughs> any point over the last twenty four hours. <laughs> Oh, um, well. This is. I mean,
2: I don't think that there's any more lead up. Everybody knows.
1: Well, this this album. What what albums this come from the Carter Carter Three? Yeah, the Carter Three was by far the the pinnacle
2: of Lil Wayne. It's the one with like little baby Lil Wayne
1: in the suit and the teardrop tattoos Mm -hmm. on the cover. It this thing like the Carter One. Carter 2, it built, 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 built. And by the time Carter 3 came out, he had his entire fan base. Even though he still had the early people that still loved him, and he picked up all the new people, and this was strong. Came out in the summer of 2008, and it was definitely
2: along with, um, <laughs> this is really weird, along with the Sons of Roswell. Um, whatever the name of that album is, and uh, Vampire Weekend. Subtitled. Whatever came, the Vampire Weekend uh, album that came out either in the the summer of 08 or the, <clears throat> the winter of that. I had just moved to DC in 09 and it was those three records that I was just wearing out.
1: I'm ready to declare, I've never heard this record outside of a car. No, no, me either. Like, it, it's always, I'm always driving when this is on. Yeah. Um, and I, it was in heavy rotation with me for a while, mm-hmm. and then never
2: again. For some reason, a Millie is the most popular song on the record. That
1: just seems incredibly strange. It's very weird for a record that starts with three peat, mm-hmm. and also includes sort of the what would what you would think would be the the big hot single of like, is it Mrs. Officer? Miss Officer, and, yeah, yeah, that like that that had hooks. That had mass appeal. That felt like that would be the one. I mean, "Got Money" is on this record. Yeah, T-Pain
2: and the height of the auto T-Pain auto the craze.
1: height of the auto tune. Like it, it
2: was "Got Money," and then he does "I'm on a boat" for SNL.
1: Like this might be this might be the high water mark for that entire genre. Yeah. Um, like that, that might be, this might be where that peaks. Because
2: after this, I think, you know, Wayne goes on to do, he, he, he quote unquote releases his mix, swags, um, the, um, ice cream paint job and all that stuff like through mixtapes. And then for some reason he like makes some God awful, like rock and roll records.
1: Yeah. He always fancied himself a guitar player.
2: <laughs> oh, Lordy. Also did lordy, a lot of sports lordy. center
1: appearances.
2: Um, well, this is on the Carter 3, um... It's
3: a Carter 3, bitch!
2: Oh, it's such a good song. 3-Pete is such a good song, too. Um, this is, uh... Mr. Carter is the second track,
1: right after 3-Pete, on, um... <clears throat> on the Carter 3 you know, I hadn't heard this in a long time I'm going to mute my microphone while you talk Just so I can hear this to get the beat in my head In case I've got to come in and sure. hot tag you Because I know you might stumble into some trouble
2: Oh yeah I will, don't worry And uh, as I mentioned before Lil Wayne's uh, real name is Dwayne Michael Carter And uh, he shares a last name With another uh, famous rapper Who does not use his last name either uh, One Joe Carter of the Toronto Blue Jays <laughs> Jimmy Carter of the Georgia P know farm uh Sean Corey Carter aka one Jay-Z so it's Lil Wayne and Jay-Z on this track um should we just get into it let's get it
1: it's hard if it, this is different do I have to do the intro and like the and everything I'm I'm ready to tell you not to do the intro that just feels more embarrassing than entertaining I feel like I have to because it's so weird I'm gonna do the.
2: It's inter- your show, buddy. I'm, to- I'm
1: just here to. I'm just here to facilitate. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> you know, you know
2: how rappers be name checking their producers at the beginning of songs. Oh God. Okay, so you know the song starts. <laughs> this is so much harder than I. Is
1: this when he has a tea at a good temperature? Oh. I think that's later, right? When he has a T Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo-Yo Drew
2: and Inf. Speaking about his producers, Infamous and Drew Korea. This right here is crazy. Yo-I. I I feel big, you know what I mean? Like, not not big in the sense of weight. You know what I mean? Like, gaining weight or nothing like that. Like, colossal. Not like
1: that. Not like that. I don't want y'all to confuse. Like, you know what I mean? Like,
2: I heard you were looking for me. This actually might be easier to... Because it's a rap song, it's easier to do it more closely to its actual production than an an actual song that is sung. So we go into the chorus. Hey, Mr. Carter. Hello. So a woman's singing, hey, Mr. Carter. And then Lil Wayne responds to each of these, uh, most of these lines. Hey, Mr. Carter. Hello. Tell me, where have you been? (laughs) Ha ha. You know. Because they've been asking, they've been searching, they've been wondering why. Hey, Mr. Carter, tell me where have you been? Because they've been asking, they've been searching, they've been wondering why. Okay, so we're at the first verse, Hankins. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. I'm so ready.
2: Yeah, to you, forever, from me to you. I heard somebody say, church, I'm gonna need a soup. I'm gonna need a coop. I won't need a roof. Flyer than Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice.
1: Stop. Is Beetlejuice known
2: for...
1: Is he, is he just talking about Beetlejuice's suit right here? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, that black and white number? Shit. I'm not mad at him. Yeah. I'm not mad at yeah.
1: him. I just wanted to make sure... I think the cartoon version of Beetlejuice always ate flies. Yeah. And bugs oh, and no, 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 no. So, Actually, I don't know if that's what we're playing on. I would
2: argue that the cartoon Beetlejuice's suit, which I think was like purple and black. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was Lydia. I don't know. That's a good cartoon. <laughs> um... <clears throat> And that French skeleton. <laughs> so there's nothing really, I mean, there's nothing to really dig into any of this shit. It's. <laughs> There'll be a
1: line or two that I'm sure I'm either mad or very
2: happy about. So far, he heard somebody say church, so he's going to need a suit to look good. And want a suit that's flyer than Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Um, I got the flow. I'm trying to see the roof. Didn't wear a bullet. You bull- just
1: tell me you would not going to need a roof, <laughs>
2: Didn't wear a bulletproof, so I got shot, and you can see the proof.
1: All right, let's stop. Yeah. Let's make, let's establish a thing. When did we become okay with rhyming a word with the same word? <laughs> this is one of those things that happened in rap music that never happened early on. But at some point, we became comfortable with the slant rhyme. I'm going to say it was probably around 2000 when everything went to shit. It reminds me of playing Taboo. With uh,
2: all my white friends, and um, <laughs> and uh, you know, taboo.
1: searching try- one of these is still considered <laughs> taboo.
2: <laughs> you try to get your friends to say a word without saying one of five words that are on the card, and you can't rhyme, you can't like spell it out, etc. And uh, one time, somebody was playing, and she, and she was like, uh, she had her term, and she was like, "Well, can I say what the like what it is in French?" And we're like, sure. And she, no. and she goes, uh, compact disc. And I'm like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is cheating at taboo.
2: <laughs> you had a cheating cheater. So every time somebody does something like that, that reminds me of rhyming bulletproof with proof. Because it's it's not the same exact word. It's not. You're just rhyming the less syllable with that word.
1: With r- proof. Sure. Sure. All right, you're the expert.
2: It hurts though. uh but yeah that uh, background on that line uh he shot himself when he was twelve <laughs> um, a uh, and uh something that's covered in the little wayne behind the music, I believe, which is a fantastic episode.
1: something that's covered in every little Wayne song oh, yeah.
2: Two
0: more inches out of been a neck casket doctor told my mama i could have died in traffic
1: yeah the
2: uh, song before this <laughs> mm-hmm. so two songs two references. i really like three p uh, <laughs> blind eyes could look at me and see the truth god damn it that's a truth Oh, uh, wonder if stevie do but i'm gonna leave it to god not beaver neither you
1: I don't know what that means. I'm going to leave it to oh, God. Leave it to Beaver. Leave, leave it to Beaver. To Be- I got yeah. it. I'm not going to leave it to Beaver. Jesus Christ, Wayne. That <laughs> It's clever. It's clever. It's It's not. It's not clever. Um, that's lame. I'm, that's a lame ass <laughs> line. I'm a, well. He's making a reference that's 60 years old at that
2: point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, to a show that he's automobile <laughs> goes round and
2: round. Um, I think that if you, you, I mean, if you go to six foot seven foot, that's all that is. It's just a bunch of puns. There is a line that literally took me 10 years to 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 realize what the fuck he was talking about in that song. It's real G's move in silence like lasagna. And I didn't understand that. I was like, I guess lasagna is pretty quiet.
1: No, it's the G. Like the G. The G, the G is silent G, and lasagna. G in lasagna. Is si- well, you want a you grammar lesson when you're listening to a good, hot track. You want to get some grammar in there. Educating people as well as entertaining people.
2: All right. But I'm going to leave it to God, not Beaver, neither you. Because I'm going to murder Y, kill O, and even you. Spelling you, wow! Man, I got now. Now this is this is the rest of this verse is one of my favorite lyrics in rap.
3: Oh
1: God,
2: man, I got summer hating on me because I'm hotter than the sun. Got spring hating on me because I ain't never sprung. Winter hating on me because I'm colder than y'all, and I will never, I will never, I will never fall. I'm being hating. I'm being hated by the seasons. So fuck y'all who hating for no reason.
1: Rap music, dumb.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is really funny when you get down to it because it's like it is. You know these like very like people came from pretty fucking rough background. I mean, didn't Joe jay's didn't Jay Z sell cocaine, sell crack? Mm-hmm. Like D- this guy shot. Himself. This guy shot himself. I don't know if you've heard, but he shot
1: himself when he was twelve. Um, it's poetry. <laughs> they're rhyming. Well, all right, How can if, you be I'll, hard I'll, and still do? I that? will be. I will be serious for a moment. The reason rap lyrics can often not hold up under this kind of scrutiny is because it is, it's gymnastics. It is the ability to get those words out in a way that fits the meter and a way that rhymes that other, um, other music types don't have the degree of difficulty as far as lyric delivery as a rap song does especially one delivered as quickly as Wayne does it. So, yes, you don't pay attention to all the things. No. And the you don't get a lot of transition space either. It has to be punchline, 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 punchline. Literally every other lyric has to be a punchline. Yep. It is more akin to stand-up comedy writing than it is to what musicians it's more akin to like to do. carrot top
2: or uh mitch Hedberg, <laughs> people who have like one liners like and yes just go like you know zach galifianakis at a piano in his early stand-up career he
1: mm-hmm. ain't gonna email you no know <laughs> yeah. yeah so so that, that is where that is where the the disconnect is for a lot of people that really love music older white people who love all kinds of music and they love so it's not a race thing they just love all kinds of music they can't get into this because they never, they don't appreciate the effort it takes to deliver this. Yeah, because this is not easy. It's not easy. Oh to no, it. it's definitely not easy. And it's not easy to write this. And when you write it, the meter, the meter has to be right every time. Perfect. Like you take a, you take Dylan. Dylan can fuck around. Yeah, like he can pronounce a word a lot longer than it needs to be or shorter, or he can kind of pause and come back and get one later or something like that you gotta be going here I mean it is literally called flowing for a reason I mean it's in, a flow in a hurricane
2: Dylan flow. will rhyme like the end the last word of one line with the middle word of the next absolutely you know not that that's <clears throat> isolated to hurricane but um, I am not going to read the next chorus because it's the same exact no, no, bullshit we that it we started all. off we did, it. we did it and it's not that impressive it's not uh, verse 2 is where this gets difficult for me We're gonna, we're gonna, um... Oh, I can do that.
1: (laughs) I've been in and out the bank, bitch. While y'all asshole niggas been on the same shit, I'll fluss and watch them go down the drain quick. I don't like anything scatological, Wayne. I'm here to tell you that right now. Two words you never hear, Wayne quit. Because Wayne win and they lose. I call them April babies because they fools. Love that shit. I don't... I don't know what that means. April oh, Fool's I Day. I mean, I get it. I know what it means, but there's that invokes a lot of other things. There are a lot of things that deal with... What the fuck is his deal with seasons and months in this song as well? <laughs> like, he's just looking at a calendar. <laughs> well, that's, I like to think that Lil Wayne was in a kindergarten class looking at a wonderful <laughs> display of the seasons and calendars that someone was teaching the children. He's like, you know what? I think I got it, guys. So I think I got it. The hardest thing
2: about I think, like ninety nine percent of all raps, <laughs> they don't they don't have a narrative. It's just like, look at me, I'm great, I'm better than everybody else.
1: Well, and and that is and that is part of kind of why I clocked out. Yeah, right? because like, th- yes that that exists with every artist. Every rapper, that's part of the deal. Like that Mrs. Of Officer deal. has a narrative. A narrative. It's peacocking. Yeah. Like you're here to peacock. That's part of the deal. That's why you always get, you know, I've heard I've heard critics of rap music say it's like listening to a guy read his Visa bill. <laughs> <laughs> which is and I, which is accurate. Yeah. That's not a lie. But that is also part of the deal. You have to these are your bona fides. These are how you establish yourself as being something. They don't have to be true. But that is part of the deal. It's and you know, in a in a weird sort of philosophical way, um, it's probably some hey, aspire to this, aspire to have these things because these things mean you're financially secure. Yeah, I think you're clear. I think you're in the clear to pick it up from here. Ooh, that's a wrap.
2: <laughs> I call them April babies because they fools. And when they snooze, we up feet up like a pa- paraplegia or paraplegic. <laughs> I parallel Drunk. park <laughs> and that red and yellow thing, old school Atlanta Hawk. Like I'm from College Park, but I'm from Hollygrove. Now all my
1: blood scream soo woo soo, and da da doo and da da do." I'm just reading what that means. You need audience. some help on that, buddy. You need some help on that. Apparently da da do." Those are blood Those are blood calls. Like that's that's how bloods greet each other, I assumed. Very similar to uh
2: <laughs> uh, hello, hello, Frank, uh, Sue Wu.
1: <laughs> That's how I want every Zoom call to start from now on. Uh, Sue Wu, everyone, happy Monday. We've got some, uh, real analyticals, and,
2: uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the board meeting's coming up, so da-da-do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: there's a... An- <laughs> I know my role, and I play it well, and I weigh it well, on my Libra scale. Another, another Again, calendar. another calendar reference. Um, and then for some reason he ends the second verse with, uh, mm-hmm.
1: What's he say there, buddy? he uses a word that starts with p to refer to him. look if we're doing it we're fucking doing it. i'm gonna i'm gonna save you on the n words i'm gonna not make you say the n words but everything else this is your call pal i i suck a pussy mm-hmm. fuck a pussy leave it there
2: long hair don't even care i don't want uh, yep. sucking that that's not what
1: you do to that well you know African Americans have always had a strange relationship with gunnalingus. Okay, the fact that he's even admitting to it shows tremendous growth within the community. So, man, so they're, they're going to be behind the curve on the latest techniques.
2: So it's like it's it's like that community as well as uh, like uh, the white mafia, like Sopranos. Yes,
1: yes, sign the, of weakness. Very masculine men. I think is what we're getting at. Hmm. Macho macho men. Some would say. Interesting. Some people would say.
2: Um, so for the third chorus, that is exactly the same. Lil Wayne is no longer responding to Sharon saying, "Mr. Carter, where have you been?" Jay Z comes in. What? So here comes Jay Z. I'm right. I'm right here in my chair with my crown and my deer. However, when he sings this, here and chair and crown and deer all ra- all rhyme somehow.
1: Yonkers. The answer to that is Yonkers.
2: (laughs) Queen B. By the way, I didn't know if you realized this, but uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce (laughs) are a thing.
1: And he has never been short on telling us that.
2: God damn. Queen B. as I share, Mike time with my heir. Young Carter, go farther, go further, go harder. Is that not why we came? And if not, then why
1: bother? That's a pretty... Like, saying my heir, that is... That's a pretty impactful statement from old Jigger Ray right there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's not something rappers do. You don't, you don't admit anybody else is really that good, especially if they're not like on your label or anything. Like, to and I get it; they're both named Carter and all those things. Yeah, um, but to say my air—that's a—that's a pretty big kudo. Yeah, from old Jay Z.
2: It's—I uh, it, mean, it's similar to like Dre and Eminem, but it's you know they were. He Eminem was actually Dre's protege, and they were, of course, on the same label,
1: so, like, you yeah. know. And calling Eminem protege, or Dre's protege has always been weird. It is. Dr. Dre can't teach him shit about rapping. No, no. Like, their two skill sets are completely different. Completely different. Now, if he's saying, I'm training you to be a label mogul... Yeah. Um, I'm gonna question that, too, because... Guess what? He's- Dre didn't run Death Row Records, and aftermath was a dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I really don't know. Unless Eminem gets a headphone company sometime in the near future, I'm going to say that he was not a protege, and he was just the guy that found his tape in a, in a bucket of tapes and kind of put him on.
2: Their careers took complete. I mean, I mean, they're not. They are night and day. No, uh, mm. not trying to joke there. That's what you did there? Okay, you did there, but. I don't know, yeah, it's it's really bizarre uh, Only thing I can really The only parallel I think I can draw between Like young Eminem and young Dre With NWA is that like You know, NWA's music You know, uh, had a real message to it And I guess Eminem Talked about a Place of pain deal, Like growing up in a shitty place With a crappy sure. life
1: Sure, yeah, but all those things Were written by Ice Cube <laughs> Not by Dr. Dre. So how is Dre, how is Dre successful? He just right time right place? I mean, he's he's a businessman. Oh, no, 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 no. Dre No, no, Dre is as a producer, he's nearly untouchable. Like that's that's where Dre's skill set is. is he is the producer, he makes the beats. Okay. Like he understands music and has a giant Volume of, of of samples just in his head that he can dial up at any time. It's that crazy. He dug deep in the crates to find the sample for G thing, and he finds all these cool, cool samples that that make. It's, it's all production stuff that he's great at. Yeah. But no, no. Cube wrote nearly all the lyrics for N.W.A. I should watch that movie. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so just to
2: just to re reiterate. I'm right here in my chair with my crown and my dear Queen Bee as I share. Mic time with my air. Young Carter, go farther, go further, go harder. Is that not why we came? And if not, then why bother? Show no mercy in Mercy Lagos, which I believe is a car. I believe that's a Lambo. It is. It is. I'm far from being the bastard that Marcy had fathered. I assume
1: that's... An- I said Yonkers, and I met Marcy earlier. Marcy Project. Oh, okay. Marcy is not his mother's uh, his uh, his father's name. No, Marcy is the project he grew up in. Uh, far
2: far from being the bastard that Mar- Marcy had fathered. Now my name's being mentioned with the martyrs, the biggies, and the Pox, the Marleys and the Marcuses. Garvey got me a Molotov <laughs> Molotov cocktail flow. Even if you box well, can't stop the blows. Kaboom! The rock boy in the room. The dope boy. I just came off the spoon. Also, by the way, also, I'm so fly I'm on (laughs) auto-pilot while guys just stare at my wardrobe. I see Euros, that's right, plural. I took so much change from this rap game, it's your go.
1: And that is Jay-Z kind of mailing it in. I
2: mean, this is is girls, girls, girls level (laughs)
1: Jay-Z. Well, it's it's definitely, I'm featured on this track, Yeah, Jay-Z. Like, this is not mine, um... I'm not in the room with Wayne. I probably haven't even heard Wayne's verse. Yeah. I just know I'm on here with Wayne, and I'm going to go through, I'm going to play the hits for you. I'm going to mention Biggie and Pac, say the name of my project, say the name of a car, uh, talk about how much better I am financially than everyone, and then I'm out of here. I don't know who Marcus Garvey is. Marcus Garvey was a guy who pioneered the Let's get our black asses back to Africa because this country will never want us moving. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. So, a guy with incredible foresight, I guess is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) So, after (laughs) radical radical black political, or not political, but radical black leader of the 60s. The name rings a bell, but, you know.
2: Uh, Jay-Z's lyric Jay-Z's verse runs out and Lil Wayne just kind of like carries it off into the sunset uh, it's my go yeah well
1: he did tell him Jay-Z told him it was his turn <laughs> he told him like, I took so much change from this rap game it's your go oh it's my go yeah <laughs> And I'm going
2: to go so opposite of soft, off the Richter, Hector, Camacho Man, Randy Savage. Far from average, average, above status quo, flow, so pro, I know, I ride slow. And when I pass, they say, what up, killer man, stop bringing up my past. And next time you mention Pac, Pac, Jesus. (laughs) Pac. And next time you mention Pac, Biggie, or Jay-Z, don't forget Weezy, baby.
1: Again, boisterous, boastful very boastful
0: um,
1: to to paint yourself but to paint yourself with those guys is even a level that's a level above regular rap boasting. And that's also something that was a sort of a seed change as I talked about like all the old were out literally dead in two thirds of that analogy he just made. Yeah, um, That he has now inserted himself into this argument. The difference is no one really questioned it. Like it was, people were like, eh, probably." <laughs> Not when I say like, obviously, hardcore hip hop fans would have a blow a gasket. At yeah, um, but everybody by knows and large, Snow is uh
2: Snow. Well, everybody
1: been, uh, knows there. Snow is there. top top of the pops. It's so fast. It's so fast. I saw a video of a man playing Informer on a pan flute the other day, and it really <clears throat> put a tickle in my giggle box. <laughs>
2: In farmer Did he follow that up with anything? Like like witness protection
1: or uh he well he I think I think after that he went full reggae. Like he just stopped <laughs> he stopped Do you remember like essentially he was already there, but
2: he just stopped. Do you remember when vanilla ice got into like heavy metal shit? I do, do remember that. Didn't he play like the University of Alabama parking lot? He played He played the Rec Center parking lot at the University of Alabama. <laughs> And I was going to the gym, which is probably the last time I went to the gym, hey Um, And uh, it was, I guess it was the winter or spring of 2002. And he uh, he said, put a finger in the air if you hate Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like,
0: oh, okay. Hey, not, okay. Okay. Got a very uh, controversial
2: stance. Like, I don't want people to say so so I don't hate Osama Bin Laden. <laughs>
0: We can all get behind. Yeah. Then he
1: got into house renovations.
2: Yeah, he's got his own show. Um, mm-hmm. Showed up on the podcast. How did this get made? A director's interview for uh,
1: Cool as Ice. Have I ever told my favorite Cool as Ice story on the air? No, you've you've uh, <laughs> you've told your
2: fourth favorite, but I haven't heard any. Other
1: stories. <laughs> well, there's there's two there's two Cool as Ice stories here that that might fit right in here. Um, number one. We have a mutual friend who got buckwild drunk and went absolutely crazy on a guy's getaway weekend. I mean, he went bonafide nuts, <laughs> and for whatever reason, he seemed to focus a lot of aggression on me, and that's fine. Wait, was I there? When I'm I the guy. Oh yeah, yeah, you were definitely there. You were definitely there when a man got called into the water. Um, I didn't know he focused aggression on you. I can't wait to hear the rest of this. You don't. You don't remember that? How he just kept really giving me the business he was throwing beer at me at one point it was a it's a tense few moments but it's fine because i'm the one who's built to shoulder that load mm-hmm, and if it goes farther than it needed to go mm-hmm. i'm also the one who's willing to put a stop to it of course so and also i'm also the one who's going to have a, a lower level of tolerance Let's say that attention was focused on our own Matt Creel. Oh, yeah. I'm not here for a second of that shit. No. Like, that's getting cut off immediately. Even, though you, stop, still, a,
2: even though you still owe him an apology on this very podcast.
1: Well, some would say that I've been his protector for low these many years, and he should just accept whatever relationship we have. I agree. But at any rate, so after all is said and done and everything cools down and he passes out a few times, <laughs> we tell him what he's done. And he feels genuinely bad for it. Yeah. And everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. He had a lot of but bloody But it feels Mary. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get a you want a pump when you get on a bloody mm-hmm. Mary. Um, Got a pump. He felt genuinely bad about it, <clears throat> and he walks up to me to shake my hand and say he's sorry, and everything's cool. And when I pull my hand away, oh, no. there is a cool as ice magnet, refrigerator <laughs> magnet, in my hand as a literal peace offering. Hold on.
2: Were we <laughs> hold on. Oh, this would have been when we went back to the cabin. Yes. Okay.
1: Because <laughs> he had gone upstairs to wash the river off of. You. Because I <laughs> he thought he, I
2: thought he was just in swim trunks, which is a very generous <laughs> definition of what he was wearing. Swim swim trunks. And he and he's like, you know I keep that thing on me. And <laughs> he pulls out a at all times. It's his talisman. This is his favorite talisman. <laughs> he pulls out a fucking like oh my God. That's weird
1: because he also has one on his fridge. Yeah. He had a spare. <laughs> or he replaced it. I don't know. I don't care. It was a it was a generous offering of a man who understood that he had gone a little too far. Yeah. And he didn't want any bad blood. And as far as I'm concerned. That time was behind us. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm gonna bring that story up all the time because it's a fun story. But there is no animus in me after that. No. My first favorite cooler's ice story <laughs> <laughs> involves a friend of mine named Jeff. And Jeff is also a wrestling manager, and he's somewhat he's one of the few people that I would say that I look up to as a performer. And Jeff has a very thick South Carolina accent, and Jeff is a world traveler and uh, eccentric, and just, he is just an onion, bud. He's just, he's dabbled in everything, got a million stories to tell, and one of the stories he tells is this, and I'll do it in Jeff's voice best I can. Yeah, I was standing in line to get in the movies one day, and I seen this fucking asshole (laughs) I went to school with, and I said, what's that motherfucker here to see? And don't you know that piece of shit walked up there and said he wanted to watch cool as ice? I said this motherfucker don't know nothing about what the fuck is that? Fucking cool as ice bullshit. <laughs> Jeff, what were you there? What were you there to see? Oh, I was going to see fucking cool as ice. <laughs> Wait, so he uh,
2: he was questioning the other guys uh, bona fides to watch cool, cool as ice?
0: <laughs> he was. He was.
2: That's, a, that's incredible. <laughs> it's my favorite Cool as Ice story. That driver. is now my favorite Cool as Ice story. <laughs> <doing. laughs>
1: Which featured the line, drop that zero, get with a hero. Hell yeah. All mind. right, Shawnee, bring us home. Um, Oh yeah, there's more to this, isn't there? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Uh, there's one more, George Costanza. <laughs> nice, nice, very nice. So, I can't believe that's not a little Wayne lyric. <laughs>
2: So there's a lot more. There's two more. Half of the song is chorus. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's we, a lot. You
1: do that chorus twice. And it's not a good chorus. There's nothing interesting about that
2: chorus. No. You could do it once. It could be a good intro.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Instead of saying, I feel so big. Like, not weight big.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Instead of being colossal. Uh, it's an outro, I guess you could call it. Uh, it's a five-minute rap song, and that is long It's It, for it is a very
2: long. Because <clears throat> uh, you don't usually have a chorus repeated four to eight times
1: 75 times
2: uh i swear to everything when i leave this earth it's gonna be on both feet never knees in the dirt and you could try me fucker but when i squeeze it hurt Fine, we'll lose two lives, yours and mine. Give me an amount. And as he's doing this, he's like literally getting wheezy. He's like running out of breath, which is, mm-hmm. and, and this is like nowhere near the longest like breath that he's taken in his career. So I don't know why he's doing this. Uh, you can try me, fucker. But when I squeeze at her, fine, we'll lose two lives, yours and mine. Give me any amount of time. Don't let Miss Carter grieve at the funeral parlor dripping tears down my sleeve. Give me any amount of time. Don't let Miss Carter grieve.
1: And there you have it.
2: And that's the end of the song.
1: Well, that's, that's about what I expected. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I still love the song. Play in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, rap lyrics are not here to be scrutinized when they're not here to be scrutinized. Now, certainly, there are some things that will just bring you down to Chinatown. <laughs> you fucking put on Tupac's Lord Knows. Sure. And that's a religious experience for me. Um, many of the, out, many things from Outcast and like, also again, setting is very important with a rap song. Rap music is better in a car. Mm-hmm. For sure. It just is. That's where it belongs, you know, or it's better when you are getting ready, getting ready to do a thing. Rap music is here to get you fired up. Um, that's its primary purpose. That's where it's at its finest because that's how it was born. It was born to be party music. That was the whole point of it. Um, And so whatever party you happen to be doing, that's where it belongs. There are times when nothing else will do. When The the summer, also. Fucking summertime hits? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to increase. Rap music is going to intensify when the summer hits or when Towns Reed is in the car because that guy fucking loves to bang that Atlanta hip hop. He (laughs) loves it. That guy loves it. Um, But yeah, like, and... You can really kind of trace the roots of the Migos to this. Like, he is a touchstone for a, what I would believe uh, for a lot of those kids. Um, well, he's, the, he's, he's, from, he's from Atlanta, right? No, he's New Orleans. He is oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Clearly a New Orleans guy. Holly Grove, to be exact. <laughs> um, but, like, he's the touchstone that these kids have, where you hear guys like me would talk about Tupac and Biggie. Um, he doesn't have those as much as his hero. There's, There certainly were there. Or I shouldn't say that. Like, he had them as as his heroes. But the guys that listened to him, that grew up listening to him, didn't. He's the touchstone now. And that's why you, the internet is fraught with people arguing about, is Drake or Tupac better? And Wait, what? Old people like... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old people like me that's an can't argument? understand. Oh, yeah. That's definitely an argument because old cats like me... Can't understand the argument. But these kids that grew up listening to Wayne, who was, you know, he was rapping and then he was auto tuning and then sometimes he'd play a guitar, they started looking at hip hop as sort of a variety show. And they didn't want to hear just a dude just standing at the mic delivering bars. They wanted to get a little sizzle with that steak. And so then you get down to the Migos that say clever things. Yeah. Maybe their lyrics wouldn't hold up to scrutiny just like this one wouldn't, sure. but they sort of unlocked this new way of doing it that made it also accessible. It's a weird thing. Not everybody can be Lil Wayne, but if you grow up listening to Lil Wayne and you come up with a cool way to do it, then sort of you, everybody could be Amigo because it is just rat-a-tat-tat, stop, right? Rat-a- it's, it, it's a pattern. Yeah. It's the discernible pattern to what they do. And so that launched a whole bunch of other guys. And so now the kids growing up now are going to hear that and it's going to get even more, wackadoodle from what we remember it being. <laughs> it's just going to get fucking crazy, but that's the progression of all music. Yeah. Um you you look at what a rock record would sound like now and compare that to Chuck Berry. Yeah. They're not at all the same. But it's that's just the progression of things and then at some point it'll turn around a little bit and there'll be some group that breaks through. There will be a Nirvana of hip hop. I don't know how we haven't gotten there yet. I guess it really is just the the, the arcs haven't the arcs not long enough yet. Um we're kind of I think maybe in the hair metal stage of rap music right now. Really? I I think that if you start to compare eras, <clears throat> I think that's probably where we are. Um, it is more about image than it is substance. Um, I mean I would I would So go ahead. <clears throat>
2: sorry. When when you say we like, <clears throat> I mean, another way to say what you just said about nirvana of hip hop is that we haven't seen a nirvana of a nirvana of hip hop yet. Are you using that term as <clears throat> not just quality, but also like obviously nirvana didn't, you know, nirvana came 60, 70 years after the advent of rock and roll?
0: Yes. Okay. So, what I, was, I guess So, what like, I was like a KRS1 or work. a
2: public enemy can't be described as a, uh, a nirvana of hip hop because they were one of the origin two of the
1: originators they are they are so close to the beginning of it okay got it that and hip hop didn't have a commercial base yet i think that's the difference in the nirvana story yeah yeah we have not seen a group come along that changed the course of hip hop commercially
2: yeah i can almost guarantee you that most people our age uh during the height of the popularity of uh Nevermind, yeah. could probably, if you would ask them two things to list about the album, it's not gonna be two song titles. It's gonna be Smells Like Teen Spirit and The Baby Shows a Stick on the
1: cover. Absolutely. And rap music has been a progression. And we're still progressing. The progression has not stopped. Whereas rock music got to the theatrics and the over-the-top hysteria of literally the record hysteria with Def Leppard <laughs> and all the hair metal. And then Nirvana happens, and it is a callback to a simpler time. Few chords, three guys, and it was on the radio. Certainly, there have been elements of hip-hop that are more simple than the complex production and layers and features then we see that it's popular now, but it does not get popular. Yeah. That's why I say we have not had a nirvana of hip-hop where everyone who likes pop music agrees, oh, all this wackadoodle fucking mumbling and, and big production and all this stuff, that's done. We're done with that. Now we won't back to the essence. That has not happened. It may never happen, because of the nature of the difference between how we consume black culture versus how we consume not black culture, all those things are in the pot, you throw them in the pot, (laughs) like Gary Payton said, or it could be that we just haven't gotten there yet. Lengthwise. Hip hop has not been around long enough to get there. I have a question about that because so Gary Payton, throw it in the pot
2: (laughs) (laughs) for more. Check out throw the flag football. Um, So I feel like I understand the mechanics and the formula of obviously not the experiences of, you know, early hip hop, early rap, uh, eighties and nineties going into the two thousands when you get like the, the pop, like Nelly, you know, shit like that. But I equate rap now with whatever the fuck Takeshi six, nine is, uh, whatever the fuck we saw on that SNL. Like when Kanye just said, you're such a stupid girl. <laughs> and then they were dressed up as like I'm a qu- fucking couches. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I'm a sick
1: pup. I love a quick jump. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand that. And, and that was, that might've been rap's attempt. Because if you think of like Tekashi 69, that's a perfect example. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, shit, little peep. Am I just, in that am I just describing Kanye, SoundCloud rappers? That it, you're. That's exactly what you're doing. Okay, and that would be the closest approximation to a Nirvana. It would be, and those things sold a lot of. Those things made some money for those guys, but they still weren't. They were not the massive crossover. That Nirvana was. They did not... They did not give voice... The Grammys never acknowledged those cats. Yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say.
2: I think it's easier to describe... Or <clears throat> I think it's easier to draw a parallel between SoundCloud rapping and grunge than it is any one, one rapper in in
1: whatever SoundCloud rappers is. Right. It's a DIY thing. Yeah. Um, but, and the difference being all those... Go- Guy's goal is to be a major label guy. Yeah. Like, that's where they're headed to. That was just sort of an, that happened. Nirvana made that happen. Yeah. A lot of these guys have not made that happen yet. Like, we're probably not going to hear anymore from Lil Nas X. Like, that's, we're probably not going to hear that anymore. Yeah. And it could be that the music industry has changed so drastically that radio doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. And it's, you might never get to, giant hip hop act captures popular music's imagination doing something drastically differently than existed yesterday and that's another thing with nirvana is the immediacy of it yeah and like, of course they left. poison's it. career was dead as soon as the radio went boom and as soon as that happened yeah we were never going back to poison.
2: <laughs> so, is that, do you think that's why Kanye puts out increasingly more fucked up and weird shit? I mean, I was okay with his level of innovation being, you know, doing a, an album with, uh, like, putting out Watch the Throne with Jay Z, and it was like a dual album. Yeah. But, like, he had to go to, uh, what is it? Was it Black Jesus? I I don't know the first album where I was like, ah, okay, I'm 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 really not a kid. Uh,
1: like, oh, the first one for me was uh uh, uh Late Enrollment. Yeah, you <laughs> Is that is that his second album? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. But but to, to add to, to go with your question, yes, I think that was Kanye who had his finger on the pulse trying to drive the pulse. Yeah. Trying to 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 lot to latch himself on to the next thing that was coming, and it it just didn't land. Like landed in, in some degrees, yeah, to. but it just didn't it just didn't land the way that it could have. Um, and he also was a crazy person, <laughs> and that didn't help either. No, it just didn't help. And you know, all all music that is driven in popularity initially by black people is treated as disposable to a certain degree by black people because as soon as the other audience gets it out yeah on to the next thing jazz fuck yeah we love jazz we're doing jazz what is this <laughs> who's this white man doing j- out we're out of here rock and roll gotta make a new thing gotta make a new thing rock and roll Here's the thing we're doing. Oh, Buddy Holly's here. Can't be at this party. It's lame <laughs> as shit. <laughs> so. That Elvis guy moves his hips out. too much. Out of here. Motown, great. Some of the best music this country has ever produced. Black people are like, Smokey Robbins have made another record? No, thank you. Out. <laughs> I will listen to the old shit. Not here for any. I'm out. On to the next one. On to the next one. And, but... That's that is the burden of being the trendsetters. Yeah, you do have to throw the things away. Yeah, you have to immediately just chunk them out. Um, what? But it affects you because you get to a place where you're old, and once you're old, <laughs> you stop to you stop adopting new music, and all you do is listen to podcasts all day. The same. And all you do is listen to podcasts. You listen to.
2: <laughs> Just to fall asleep. Just to fall have asleep ever, and not feel dead inside. An
1: episode? Have you ever repeated an episode of a podcast? Uh, trillions of times. Oh my God. Yeah. You got to get
2: help, buddy. You got to get some help. I mean, like, you know, how did this get made? I mean, there's some funny ones. They did that. Uh, they did fucking Master of Disguise with Dana Carvey. The, the, the podcast episode is like twice as long as the actual movie.
1: The only thing I remember from that whole podcast is when they said Hulk Hogan had fine doll's hair. <laughs> fine silken dolls hair.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I like I think
2: I could probably like I I don't know, that the fandom of that podcast is fucking nuts. But no, I'll uh, I'll re listen to that. I'll re listen to um particularly funny last podcast on the left episodes, uh comedy bang bang. Uh Although I do appreciate the the, the, new, <clears throat> the new fresh uh, material that um, Leo Carpazzi injects into Comedy Bang Bang every Halloween.
1: That is true. Well, folks, I think what we've learned here today is it takes different strokes. Different strokes. Different strokes to make the world go round. And your homework assignment is to listen to the greatest rapper, the guy we didn't even mention today. We talked about a lot of great rappers. The guy we didn't mention stands head and shoulders above everyone else. Blizzard man, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. Raps, raps.
0: Yo, yo, join This, this right here is crazy. I, I, I feel big. You know what I mean, like not, not big in the sense of weight. You know what I mean? Like gaining weight up. Nothing like that, like, colossal, like, you know what I mean, like... (sighs) I heard you were looking for me. Forever from me to you. I heard somebody say, Church, I'ma need a suit. I'ma need a coop. I won't need a roof. Fly it and be the juice, be the juice, be the juice. I got the flow, I'm trying to see the roof. Didn't wear bulletproof, so I got shot, and you can see the proof. Blind eyes can look at me and see the truth. One div Stevie, do. But I'ma leave it to God, not be, need the you. Cause I'ma murder why I kill Owen, even you. Man, I got summer hating on me cause I'm hotter than the sun. Got spring hating on me cause I ain't never sprung. Winter hating on me cause I'm colder than y'all. And I would never, I would never, I would never fall. I'm being hated by the season, so fuck y'all. Hating for no reason. Hey, okay, Mr. Carter. Out been been the rim. Around the world and I'm back again. Who's been asking about been me? Been in case you wanted to yeah. Tell me, where have you been? Around the burning back again Who's been asking me who's who's about been me? In case you wanted to repent Yeah, I've been in and out the bank, bitch. While y'all asshole niggas been on the same shit. I flush them and watch them go down the drain quick. Two words you never hear, Wayne quit. Cause Wayne win and they lose. I call them April babies, cause they fools and when they snooze, we up. Uh, Feet up like a paraplegic A paraplegic A parallel park and a red and yellow thing Old school era a hawk Like I'm from Tyler Park But I'm from Holly Groove Now all my blood screams Su-woo and da da do." I knew my rule And I played well And I went well On my Libra scale I suck a pussy Fuck a pussy Leave it there Long hair don't
3: even yeah. care Ain't Mr. Codis. I am him Tell me where have you been Around the world Now I'm back yeah. Been me Who's been asking about me? Been why in case you're wondering, Barber, I am him. Tell me where have you been? Around the world now I'm back again. Been me Who's been asking about me? Been in case you're wondering, yeah. I'm right here in my chair with my crown and my dear. Queen B as I share my time with my ear. Young Carter, go farther, go further, go harder. Is that not why we came? And if not, then why bother? Show no mercy in your Marcy your Lagers I'm far from being the bastard that Marcy had fathered Now my name's being mentioned with the martyrs The Biggies and the Pox and the Marlies and the Marcuses Garvey got me a Molotov cocktail Flow even if you box well can't stop the blows Kaboom, the rock boy in the room The dope boy just came off the spoon Also, I'm so fly I'm on auto Pilot, what guys just stare at my wardrobe I see your rose, that's right bro I took so much change from this rap game, it's your goal. It's my goal, yeah. And I'm a go so opposite of soft author,
0: Victor Hector, Camacho, man rang the savage, far from average, above status, quo, flow, so pro, I know, I ride slow, and when I pass they say what up killer man, stop bringing up my past. And next time you mention Pac, Biggie, or Jay-Z, don't forget Weezy, baby. Hustling. hustling hard. And I swear to everything, when I leave the circuit, it's gonna be on both feet. Never knees in the dirt, you can try me, fucker, but when I squeeze it, hurt. Fine, we lose two lives, yours and mine. Give me any amount of time, don't let Miss Carter grieve. At the funeral parlor drip my tears down my sleeve. Give me any amount of time, don't let Miss Carter grieve.